Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free daily fantasy site, brings the heat again with a $500,000 guaranteed rake-free contest, the Hooters main event. This is the largest and only rake-free contest of its kind you will find for Week 5. And remember, only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com with promo code FFPARTY and you'll get a free 7-day trial membership. The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's Bru- put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John now, here's Anthony Maggio. It's week 5, look alive, everybody. Bo Mitchell, John Tuvey, and Skip and Scott here joining us at JL Beers. Welcome, fellas. I'm Anthony Maggio for week 5 of Score North's Fantasy Football Party. Brought to you by Fantasy Draft, of course. At JL Beers, Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. We got the day, we got the time, we got the place. And Tuvey, you're already, uh, you've already got a, a boat. I've got a big boat. This is a, a Fitgers big boat. It's an oatmeal stout. And uh, I tell you, that when I win that Hooters money yeah. from the uh, Fantasy Draft Contest, I'm going to get a whole keg of this big boat and, and buy that motorboat I've been dreaming of and then just just go motorboating. That's what I'm going to do. That is a, it's a great plan. Um, when you win the Hooters. That, well, that's going to take that kind of money to do the motorboating I'm talking about. Dos. Uh, I have the Millstream Great Pumpkin this evening because it's that time of year. This is a pumpkin stout, uh, and it is um, it's real good out of Iowa. And most pumpkin beers they've got like it's they're a little more on the bitter pumpkin side, which I like. This has some real good spice to it. It's uh, it's festive. I was telling Bo before you got yeah. here, Tubi. This is I mean this is a Halloween season. I've been listening to Halloween music since August first. That's when I fire up my playlist. He has and a Halloween playlist of like a couple hundred songs deep. Couple hundred wow. Yeah. songs. Wow. Yeah, it's good. Is Rattle yeah, My Bones true. on there? That's my yeah. favorite. Thriller, Monster Mash. Yeah, just on repeat. Ghostbusters. <laughs> my my uh, over and over. No, every every Halloween song that comes on, my daughter says, "Is this a Monster Mash?" <laughs> Is this, and then even when it's Monster Mash, is this Monster? Mash? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Witchy Woman nailed. Yes, Witchy Woman's nice. on there. Absolutely. Wow. Casting my spell on you by Johnny Otis. That was Tom God, I love that song. So good. All right, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, football. Um, a little football. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, not just music and beer. Don't you want to know what I'm drinking? <clears throat> oh, I thought everybody knew. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. I thought it was well. That's that's like the five hundred dollar question on Millionaire. <laughs> what are you, Bo? What is Bo drinking tonight? <laughs> What do you, what you got gasoline. There's like a new game show called something like Common Knowledge or something like that where people just go on and answer questions that everybody should know. It's answer. basically turning into SNL Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> like what real life of that? Write a number. What is yeah, it three? can be any number. Three. I, since we're already on tangents, like the, um, from Celebrity Jeopardy when the category was S-words and Sean Connery said swords. I always say S-words instead of the word swords now, just in regular life. And my son hates it, because, especially because like, we do bedtime reading. How often do you, re- you say swords all, in real life? So that's what I'm getting to. He re- he's a Minecraft fan. So the book, it's like a chapter book about Minecraft. And it said, like, the word swords is in, it's probably ten times a chapter. 
And okay. just, yeah, oh, it, he doesn't like it. I'm not okay. going to lie. Outside of reading that stop. book, though. No, it doesn't come up often. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, if you get into Minecraft, I guess. Yeah. S-words all over the place. Could happen. All right, now we'll talk about immediate <laughs> regrets. And new, we got lots of news. We're actually going to shorten up the whatever segments next. we got a lot of news to get to. And, of course, our 50-50. Let us start with some regrets. The Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves Maggio, Mitchell, and Tubi feel remorse over... Joseph. All right, I'll go first. Uh, my regret is that I ignored Austin Hooper. I paid very, very little attention to him this preseason. There was chatter about new coaches mm-hmm. and a new outlook and a breakout year. He had seven-one catches last year. I had him ranked firmly as a tight end, too. Didn't get any shares of him anywhere, and I didn't care about it. I've been very meh on him when answering questions about him. My son has him in the league. Yeah. Another buddy has him in the league. Hey, should I start him this week? Nah, I don't know. He's a top five <laughs> fantasy tight end right now. He's had three very good games already this season. Had the two touchdown mm-hmm. game. Had the, I think, a nine-catch game against the Vikings. And another huge game last week, over 100 yards. So... Now that he's second on the Falcons at targets, receptions, touchdowns, yards, everything, uh, I'm starting to become a believer. I, <laughs> and I feel bad that I, I told the people that I did that uh, I wasn't real big on Austin Hooper. So, I mean, I'm, you are I'm, actually I'm, coming I'm, around. I'm become, I, I am coming around. He's getting so much of the target share there that it's it's difficult not to. Now, he did fade pretty badly down the stretch last year after yeah, a decent that. start. Mm-hmm. but uh, Which is when Ridley came on. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's Where's just really been this year. Yeah, you know? that's and so. I, I'll welcome you to the bandwagon because uh, Hooper was absolutely on on my draft list. It wasn't a top five. Tight you end. saw it clearly. I didn't. Well, know. no, I, but he was at the top of that list of, hey, I've waited on tight ends and now <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in the ninth round and everybody seems to be grabbing one and who's the best of what's left. And so I've got Hooper in, I'd say, probably half my leagues. And I'm I'm. I'm set with tight ends in, in, in my league. I've you know, I got a lot of Evan Ingram and Darren Waller, so I'm good. But at mostly just the fact that I swung and missed on, on a guy who's a top five at his position right but now. You, you took you know, more was you took the pitch, I think. I, I you, did. You weren't, you weren't actively no, pursuing him. No, you didn't I wasn't, hate him. You I wasn't angry. pointing. I wasn't <laughs> right. angry yeah, at you him. Just I just hate you. I know you. I don't think very highly of you. <laughs> and he's responded. <laughs> He's not a very strong swimmer, that's for sure. I, I mean, I was with Bo on this one, to be honest with you, and I still, I, I, I don't expect this pace certainly to keep up. No, not have done it. You don't no. think he's going to be a top yeah. five? Tight he's end no, this year? he's no Eric Ebron. That's what Maj is saying. Yes. Oh, come on now! Don't tell me you didn't watch Eric Ebron's drop fest this weekend. Come on, just ridiculous. One for forty-eight. Very, very Ebronish. Um, but. His so you know his rookie year twenty seven targets he obviously wasn't very involved sixty five targets uh, in twenty seventeen eighty eight targets last year where he started to get a little interesting set a career high with four touchdowns which he's now halfway to yeah. in yeah. four games um, and so yeah I mean if that trend continues and he's a hundred target tight end he's absolutely going to be a top ten guy I but I mean to Tui's point Calvin Ridley where has he been there mm-hmm. this is going to be this will be one of those situations where. You're not going like if you could pick one of those guys to start every week, you'd probably pick the wrong one because it's just going to be like that. Um, but because it's the tight end position but and there's a exactly. lot of garbage there, a lot of garbage you at tight end. Put so. put Hooper in and and it's probably going to end up working out mm-hmm. for you to the point where you're 
I, I don't know that I can even recommend a sell high, like even on a guy like Will Disley, who, um, frankly, I, I mean, he's I, I think his target share is enough where he's going to be able to sustain a lot of what he's doing, a la Austin Hooper. But it's like it's really hard to sell high on a tight end because unless you are one of the fortunate ones who lucked out and if you like if you took Hooper and Waller or, you know, a Kelsey, Kelsey and Waller, Ingram and Hooper or whatever, but generally you're not drafting two tight ends unless it's a two tight end league in which case you want to keep both guys so there's not that much opportunity here so it's really just to hold and enjoy you know enjoy your spoils i guess we've now spent more time on austin hooper in yeah. the last three minutes than we have in every single one of our other podcasts four minutes put together yes. four minutes okay wow Tuvi, what are you uh, regretting? Well, I was, I, was going to, I was going to piggyback onto that with uh, the other plate he's eating off of is Devontae Freeman, and, mm. and maybe that could be my regret because I'm pretty heavily invested in Devontae Freeman, but I'm hoping he comes around not at the expense of, of Austin Hooper. But the other back that is kind of troubling me, and I, you know, I, I definitely saw this coming, but I was banking on Sony Michelle in my uh, – <laughs> my, the league I have is a yeah. touchdown only. I thought – I tried to warn this, you. This is the goal line guy. You know, I, I know that – I've been burned before. Some in that backfield, <laughs> Bill Belichick. Twice. Bill Belichick is really rolls the thousand-sided <laughs> die, and that comes up Rex Burkhead or Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden. <laughs> I mean, there's no way I, I can trust him in DFS. I've never trusted him in DFS. Not at, at the price that. Uh, By the way, this is your three touchdown Sony Michelle uh, week. That's, now. I'm so. trying. I'm trying to set that up. But that's <laughs> the other thing is after, the zero catch Austin Hooper <laughs> week coming right up after the 14 yards on 15 carries in the season opener. You know, is this the week? Do I, it's a 50-50 shot. He's had a couple decent weeks. He's got two of the Patriots' four rushing touchdowns, but there's no confidence involved in starting him. And, and again, it's the it's the bed you climb into when you draft any Patriots running back, really. Mm-hmm. Who did you than, draft him as? Your running back two? I believe in all it, yeah, cases, basically. It was, it was an auction, and you know, it was a, an under twenty dollar back. You know, prime because mm-hmm. I thought. That's an offense that scores. Like James White's going to be probably. the receiver, and Sony Michelle's going to get the touchdowns. Yeah. And uh, I'd prefer to avoid that headache. And uh, maybe after that next big game, after this, this week's three touchdown game, <laughs> I, I move him for something. Yeah, abs- uh, that's what, what I was going to say next is if you're sell in this high boat, when he sell has high that multiple yep. touchdown yep. game. Yeah, for sure. And, and hey, there's a chance you you know there's a Rex Burkhead injury or a James White injury and that maybe opens up a few doors for here. Brandon Bolden. For well, Brandon uh, Bolden. Who's who's it? Devlin? That, who yeah, already went on IR? He, well, I think that's really what's hurt Michelle because those were the packages that you yeah. know Michelle would play in. And so with Devlin off the field now, their fullback, uh, it's really just become more of a um, an yep. offense tailored to. White and Burkhead, and that's you know that's just the unfortunate part. And with Michelle, they were saying in this this off season, this preseason, oh he's ca- you know going to catch a few more passes. And I had said like I'm not going to take that bait. You know I just if it happens, I'll take the L on that one because mm-hmm. it's he's just not the type of player who I want to draft in in fantasy football because he doesn't have that floor. And you have to start him every week because of that inevitable three touchdown game. You know you right. can't give up on him now. Best so, ball guy. You is smarter than me. That, yeah, best ball is, sure. a, is a good spot to uh, to have him in. But <laughs> he is he is leading the NFL in fewest missed tackles created. So <laughs> yeah, there's that, that going for him. He'd be that terrible else. in touch football, yeah, like Jerome Bettis. Yep. But let's plug oh, him he's into a really commercial. good in flag football. Yeah. I want <clears throat> for for my regret here. I kind of want your guys' take on it. This I feel like this is more of a mistake right now than a regret. It could turn into a regret. Um, the the league that that we're in together, the dynasty league. It's a it's a short bench league, fourteen um, 
man rosters, and it's a 12-team league, uh, and uh, super flex, you know, so everybody's trying to have two quarterbacks, three quarterbacks. Um, and there's always receiving help on the way. That's the one position you can find uh, on waivers in this league. And I've just been riddled with injuries. And I decided before last week's game, so last, you know, a week ago, Wednesday, whatever, I, I dropped A.J. Brown. <clears throat> I actually dropped Justice Hill, my first-round pick, and A.J. Brown, my second-round pick, um, because of, I had <clears> – <throat> I, I didn't know, you know, Julian Edelman might not have played, and I needed to get a receiver. Um, you know, I grabbed Marvin Jones. I also picked up Kenyon Drake. But really, I only needed to get one guy because it's a flex position anyway, the the, the way my lineup was set up. And I honestly, I don't think A.J. Brown's going to be a thing this year. Like, anybody who rushed to spend big fab money on him after last week's game, I think it was a waste. Um, not because I don't like A.J. Brown. I love A.J. Brown, and I think he could be a star in the right situation. Just I, the, the physical skills he has, the run-after catchability. But that constipated offense with that quarterback and the, uh, the snaps that he's receiving, the target, the, the routes he's running, there's just not going to be the consistency there. So for, for me, that, that all went into my decision to drop him in the Dynasty League to pick up help. Now, like I said, th- I, it was a mistake because really I only needed to drop one of those guys. I could have, you know, I could have made it work, um, and I just I was being an idiot. And so in that sense, it was a mistake. But, I mean, if he's bad for the rest of this year, I probably, any one of us can probably pick him up off waivers or in next year's draft if the rest of the season goes like it, like it should. So that's what I'm. my question to you guys is, is this just a mistake? Or is this a future big big regret for me? With the short bench, I don't think you can afford to be patient. It, it reminds me of my Robert Woods, who I dra- traded up and drafted in the first round mm-hmm. as a rookie, and he was stuck in Buffalo for yeah. three or four years where he did virtually nothing, and then he went to the Rams, and now he's a top yeah. 15, maybe top 10 wide receiver, mm-hmm. and I was fortunate enough that after I cut him, after three years of doing yeah. nothing, that I was able to get him back. So there's your A.J. Brown plan. Three years from now, <laughs> pick go pick up. When, he, when he ends up on a team with a quarterback and yeah. a, a free-flowing Pepto-Bismol field <laughs> offense, you're all set to Well, go. and he, I mean, he was picked, CP picked both those guys up, Hill and Brown, like immediately after I dropped them. And I was like, ah, son of a B. But yeah. well, he had a different situation going on with his roster where he could afford yeah. to, to put him on there, and and you didn't. Given the situation, the, uh, the 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 rules and the roster size in that league, I don't think it was that big of a. I'm, I'm not giving and, myself. I'm not letting myself off the hook. It's a mistake because I could have. I did not need to pick up Marvin Jones because right. I could have started two you receivers. Just one and, of those. Guys. Yeah, I could have, and, and I have no problem dropping Hill right All now. All right. You messed up. So I made a mistake. I'm, that's what yeah. I'm wondering. That I, I know that. It was just how bad am I going to actually regret that? It's not like going against a Sicilian with death is on <laughs> But, you know, it's bad. Oh, the perfect movie. We were just talking about that, actually, last night. Do you guys watch Homeland? Because Inigo Montoya, I can't remember the actor's no. name. Oh, He's yeah. in Homeland. Mandy but, Patinkin. Yeah. Mandy Patinkin. Yes. Thank you. Yes. All right. Uh, man, we're all over the tangents tonight. Uh, let's, let's throw it to Bo at the Channel Score News Desk. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Yeah, we're going to be all over the news tonight here, too, because there's a lot of it. I'll run through the headlines here, then we can try to quickly react to them. But there's a lot of meaty stories to get to this week. Uh, first of all, I want to remind everybody that there's a game in foggy London town this Sunday. Oh, yeah. 
Bears and Raiders. Bear down, baby. Cheerio. But it is uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, so it doesn't really impact your fantasy so like midnight. You, you don't have to get up Monday. at like 2 in the morning and set your lineup. At the stroke anything, of so. Big Ben. Uh, How do you say Daniel Dimes in English? Uh, pound note. Daniel Pence. Daniel Pence. <laughs> I don't mind Daniel Dimes as much as I <laughs> mind Daniel. Uh, speaking of the Bears, Mitch Trubisky, dislocated left shoulder, slight labrum tear. He's going to be out for a while. Chase Daniel in at quarterback. Uh, another quarterback to keep an eye on, Josh Allen. And in the concussion protocol, if he can't go, it's Matt Barkley again. Uh, some running backs to keep an eye on this week. James Conner with an ankle injury. They don't believe it's too serious, but uh, missing some practice time this week, so keep an eye on that. Damian Williams could be back for the Chiefs. He's back in the practice field, along with Tyreek Hill, who's back in practice this week. Sounds like Williams could play this week. Hill might be a week away yet. Devontae Adams, toe injury, suffered in the game this past week. Um, looked pretty bad at the time, missing some practice this week. I don't think he's going to play this week. Uh, t- Ty, T.Y. Hilton, the guy I always want to call Ty because I'm reading it off my computer screen. T.Y. Hilton, quad injury, missed last week's game. And the Colts have a bye week coming up next week, so I mm-hmm. can see them uh, resting him again this week. Marlon Mack, uh, ankle injury to keep an eye on there in Indianapolis as well. Christian Kirk, another wide receiver with an ankle injury. Um, Cards play the Bengals this week. Love the matchup, but I- I'm not sure if he's going to go. Uh, John Ross. Bengals wide receiver, they put him on injured reserve. Auden Tate looks like he's going to step into yep. the lineup there. Another guy on injured reserve today, Stephen Goskowski might have Man. heard of the kicker from the Patriots. Hip this injury, underwent surgery. So they're, uh, by the time you hear this podcast, they may have a new kicker in uh, New England. Uh, a couple of suspensions to note. The Patriots are getting back Ben Watson from his suspension. Golden Tate returns this week. You should have already picked him up. And Chris Herndon. Comes off his suspension next week. Yes, because that's another tight end. Yeah. So pick him up now if you haven't already. If you're desperate for a tight end, and we're not going to talk about the dig stuff, like you said. I think we should mention it. We know that it exists, but yes. we're recording this Wednesday night, and by the time you hear this podcast, he's going to be traded, or everything's <laughs> fine, or he's yeah. going to have it's a worth problem with his to. helmet, yeah. or who knows. Yeah. All right. So yeah, lots lots to get to here. So start with the quarterbacks here. But your guy Mitch Trubisky and Josh Allen. Didn't you? Didn't you just love seeing Dan, Daniel Dimes come in and light up the Vikes? No. Wasn't that just wonderful? <laughs> Skip, well, Skip did not like it. It speaks to they brought him in because he knows the Nagy offense. Yeah, and I almost think Nagy felt more comfortable, especially as the yeah. game went on, letting Daniels you know do more yeah. maybe than than Trubisky did, and not, I agree not physically, but with the playbook. And mm-hmm. man, it. Although anything bad the Bears fans were saying about Nagy and play calling, the way that he just absolutely carved up a pretty good defense, mm-hmm. um, there's no reason to think, hey, Mitch, yeah, go ahead. Take, take, you know, take, take your time. Four to make eight sure weeks, you're 200% well, well, whatever it takes. We got you. <laughs> when, when Daniel had the chance to come in last year, he had that Thanksgiving game, and then he actually lost against uh, the Giants last year, uh, you know, before Mitch came back. And. So I mean, we've seen it. He plays well in London, though. So I like him this week. <laughs> I, yeah, I honestly I do. I, I think he's he's a fine start this week. And actually, to the to your point, to be about the playbook, Cohen, I, you know, was much more involved in the passing game. And you know, I think that he can continue to uh, thrive in this system. And and if you're in a two quarterback or super flex league, 
you know, there's a couple quarterbacks off this week. Not that Josh Rosen was one you were going to probably use anyway, but uh, it's he, he's certainly in the conversation, especially based on some of the matchups some of the other lower-end type of guys has. That's my, my question to you this week. Daniel Dimes or Danny Dimes? Well, it's uh, Danny Dimes after uh, one week of looking like the greatest thing since sliced bread looked like just like a bagel or something, <laughs> just whatever, not not sliced. Steely so. Dan? Steely Dan, that's that's the new one. For I, him. You know, if you're a Trubisky owner and um, you have to be in a, a t- two quarterback league or a super flex <laughs> league to be why, one, but to, to be one, um, it, it's weird. It's such a double edged. Skip has them. It's multiple yeah. shares over here. <laughs> it's such a double edged sword because when you see Chase, I mean Chase Daniels, you know, I, not the the next coming of Steve Young here, um, you know, coming in for Joe Montana. It, it's just he's a guy, but he's a guy who can come in and be a fantasy contributor. And as bad as Mitch was last year, because he did not play well last year, he had a lot of good fortune last year, and but he was a great fantasy contributor. And it just shows that this offense is built for success so long as there is somebody com- like all you need is competence. You don't yeah. need elite talent here. And so that, you know, it, it makes me wonder, like, all right, since Mitch did it last year, can we – we know he's going to get this job back. Chase Daniels not running away with this thing, um, regardless of how well he plays because of what they have invested in Trubisky. So mm-hmm. when you see Daniel come in and succeed in this offense, does that – obviously it makes you upset at first as a Trubisky owner, but does it make you think, you know what, last year he got hurt, came back after a few weeks, and, and was fine after he came back. Is this the reset button like it was – Last year, and you just sit tight with Trubisky, or I, I mean, think so. do you, you do. Okay. I, I I think so because it's it, it just tells me like like you said it's <laughs> it's an offense where if Trubisky just comes back and I hate this term but plays within himself and just hey, yo, does does family what, show keeps it to what he what he can do uh, and just mm-hmm. you know runs their offense he'll be fine and he can like you said put up. Pretty darn good fantasy points, especially mm-hmm. if he starts running again. Like if, Yeah, if he starts running again. That's one thing he has not done. And I will say, Skip and Scott, if you guys have questions at any point, just flag us down. Two of you will pass over his headset. All right, that's a lot of time on uh, my boy, Il Mitch. And, Josh uh, Allen. Dimes. <clears throat> Josh Allen. Well, I mean, if, if he doesn't play. Bench him. Yeah, that's ben- smart. Bench, uh, <laughs> bench, bench all your bills? <clears throat> uh, well. Frank Gore, maybe? Well, if Devin Singletary comes back this right. week, I do think that it is a bench your Bills week because I'm not willing to put Singletary right back in the mix because it's not like he was getting a lot of touches anyway. Um, and, you know, Frank Gore, you know, he's not contributing in the passing game. He had, you know, what, 100 yard, 110 yards, 109 yards, something like that last week. Didn't score a touchdown, so a very ho-hum day from a fantasy standpoint. Uh I, I think, you know, we'll talk about one guy in fifty uh, fifty that you can maybe use. Um, but you know, Matt Barkley, I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't no. I don't I don't think I want to go there. I mean fringe bills are playable in good matchups when Josh Allen's at the helm. Without Josh Allen, All right. I, I don't yeah. think you're looking any further than if if you've been starting Frank Gore mm-hmm. or you, you know, you're you're thin at running back and, and Singletary mm-hmm. comes back and that's a guy you plug in. That's that's about it. I mean, there, there's yeah. receivers that have upside when Josh Allen blows up. I don't think Matt Barkley blows up enough no. to trust any of those guys. Well, I'm, I, I'll mow my lawn slightly here in that Cole Beasley's the guy we mentioned later, and if Josh Allen's not playing, um, I mean, I kind of want Auden Tate anyway. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. I didn't pick him, and I, I should have, um, you know, knowing the, Josh, the John Ross news now. But, um, yeah, that's uh, – 
that's definitely uh, – I'm with you, too. Well, let's you just talk about guys. that right now, then, with the, with the, <clears throat> the John Ross news. Is Auden Tate uh, – how much how, – how sure are we on him and how much should people be investing in him? Should they be starting him uh, in all circumstances this week? Decent <laughs> matchup. As DFS, good of a matchup DFS as you're going to get. Yeah, if, you're not, if you're not using him this week, you're not going to use him <laughs> so, ever because Andy Dalton's not going to get any healthier behind, yeah. a, behind a really, really – struggling offensive line. That is a battle line. And, and Tate's not going to you know, have two larger target options removed from right. the lineup. So if, if you're picking him up and playing him this week, you know, it's, it's a fun dart throw. But mm-hmm. if, if you're picking him up just to put him on your bench, Don't you're, bother. you're wasting a spot. Yeah, right? 138 yards the last two weeks combined, 16 targets in those two games for Auden Tate. He basically, Damian Willis was the other starter there with A.J. Green out, and Tate has supplanted him in that role and mm-hmm. thus has started to get some some targets here. So yeah, I actually, you know, the, I will be making, I'm sure, some DFS lineups that have a Dalton to Tate stack. I'm hardly, like, you know, printing the money at this point. <laughs> I mean, Russell Wilson just had his lowest scoring game of the year against Arizona, not because he couldn't, just because he didn't need to. You know, um, at least with Cincinnati, like their offensive line so bad that, that running game is not going to run anyone over, and they they're just not a run first offense the way Seattle is. So I do think that you know there's probably a little bit of a safer floor than you might normally think from Andy Dalton, and and you know Tate might be one of the beneficiaries of that. Okay, let's go back to the running backs here. The team that those Bengals just got done losing to on mm-hmm. Monday Night Football, the Steelers, maybe without James Conner, if they are. How do you react with your fantasy wise? I'm gonna cry a little. <laughs> I don't have that. I have. A, I only have James Conner in a couple leagues. Well, I think Samuels has some value regardless. Regardless, yes. But and, and obviously more because he'd get a larger share if, if James Conner is out. But you know, I I, I don't think uh, you know the injury tweaks uh, uh, tweaks uh, Conner's value. But uh, I don't think Samuels damages it as much as Big Ben being out. I mean. Yeah, hey, congratulations, you, you tore up the Bengals Wait, <laughs> at home. Right. Way, way to go. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. Yeah, I'm really curious to see. I hope Connor is healthy enough to go this week just because I want to see what the split, if, if it maintains what we saw in that Bengals game. Because Samuels, I you know, I've, I've, I put some decent-sized bids on him in a couple of leagues, uh, you know, that, that waivers ran today because they – they're showing that they're not going to be as vertical of a passing game as they were with well, Roethlisberger. I don't think they can be. And they can't yeah. be. I mean, well, we don't know. We don't. They might not be able to, but they're not allowing Mason Rudolph to show. They're, I mean, you've got to let the kid fling it. But the thing is, they, you know, they probably would need to lose a couple more games first and be like, oh, what the hell, let's see what we got. <laughs> um, so we're, you know, I mean, that's trouble for Juju Smith-Schuster for sure. And, uh, I mean, you like Deontay Johnson because, you know, he's getting – He's getting targets there, um, but yeah, I mean, with Samuels and Connor, it's not like you can. You're not going to bench Connor, you know. If you right. have Connor, you're starting yeah. him. It's just you know where does Samuels fall on the list? I feel like he's kind of flexish for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just I mean, knowing Connor's banged up, so you know, there's the ceiling of Connor actually leaves the game and Samuels gets it all, or because of their how they're doing everything so close to the line of scrimmage. You know, Samuels is just going to get opportunities based on that because that's where he's, you know, that's, that's where he's used. All right, let's talk about this Chiefs situation because obviously this has lots of uh, fantasy dominoes here that could fall with uh, Damian Williams back in practice, trending towards playing this week. Tyree Kill back in practice, 
maybe trending towards playing the following week. And Shady McCoy still missing some practice time with that with that injury that's plaguing him. Lots of moving parts here. Yeah, like who is it? Regardless of which back you own, you start them as long as they're playing. <laughs> Absolutely. I, here's my hot even if take. all three yeah. play on 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 the Chiefs. If you've got a Chief on your roster, you're starting him. I think you're playing him. The the only problem, and it's too late to really adjust anything for this, but uh, well, maybe I guess in, in DFS. But like, I don't think Hill's going to return on the investment that you put into him uh, more than Hardman or Demarcus Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't. So, what should owners of 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 if you Hardman and Robinson right now, the two wide receivers? Yes. What should you be doing with Hill's return? Uh, imminent here uh, play them or if you can get a you know last week we talked about trading Austin Eckler before yeah. Gordon came back and getting another number one back yeah if you but can, the guy you're trading him to knows that Hill's coming back next right. week too but you know all it takes or is another game maybe next week I, I I I'd hang on to him I think there's going to be plenty of weeks where across the board every chief has fantasy value because they're going to put up on a consistent basis. Yeah. Sammy Watkins hasn't been the picture of health. Tyreek Hill hasn't been the picture of health. So from a, like, you know, yeah. if you're going to have a bench, uh, an upside bench stash, having a chief be that is uh, one of your better, yep. better Absolutely. plays. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, though, for this week, the, the running back situation is a bit of a quandary just because you, I mean, you very well could have two of the three. Some people might even have three of the three. And so let's say Darrell Williams, Damian Williams, and LaShawn McCoy are all active. In what order are you starting those guys? And where do they sort of fall in the, the, the greater running back landscape? Damian first. Shady second. I think I agree Shady with that. second. Yeah. You know, I'd say as long as health stays off the board or you know, isn't, isn't a concern, mm-hmm. it probably stays that way yeah. the rest of the season with the exception. And you're going to have those games where, you know, Either Damien or Shady go down with oh, his knees bugging him again in the middle of the game, and yep. so now Daryl comes in and, and mops up in the second half. So with, with Daryl, though, so, I mean, are you still are you still starting him this week if all three guys go? Because I that's what I was that's what I was kind of getting. I've at. got him in a couple of leagues, in one backing up Damien. <laughs> okay, so, well, uh, that, some people might just have picked up Daryl. And yeah. been playing them the last couple of weeks because they lost Saquon Barkley, you know, or whatever. If Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy are both good to go for Sunday, I'm probably pivoting to somebody else instead. I think I might have better options than Daryl. That yeah. sounds like the prudent move. Kind of with you there. Okay, the team they're playing this Sunday, Indianapolis, similar situation. A wide receiver that's hurt that might be out again this week in T.Y. Hill. Yeah. Called him T.Y. this time, and then Marlon <laughs> Max got the ankle injury. I see my 50-50 lineup yeah. uh, coming up for what All I right. think about this situation. Yeah, right. Should we not mow that long? Let's leave it All out. right, Devontae Adams, toe injury at the Packers. I mean, obviously, with if he plays, you start him. If he doesn't, I feel let's like... assume he doesn't play. Assume he doesn't play. I mean, Geronimo Allison? I think so. He's the biggest beneficiary. And, and I mean, Jimmy and Graham Jimmy becomes Graham. a little more interesting, Those two too. guys have been their end zone t- targets yeah. this year. It's not been Marquez Valdez-Scanley. He's been kind of their downfield guy when, when Rodgers, you know, tosses it downfield because he's fast, taking advantage of his speed, but it's been Geronimo and Jimmy Graham in the end zone. And both those guys are hot pickups this week. I do have faith in Aaron Rodgers to elevate those those guys, but, man, that it, without Devontae, that's a bit of a ragtag crew. There's been enough buzz that it's turf toe mm-hmm. that I'd, I'd be looking to get out 
to be honest. I, you selling Devontae yep, right now I, before? I would, I'd, I'd, it worries me. I don't I, mind that. Turf Toe has killed way too many seasons. I mean, he could yeah. easily try to play through it. He's going to be a shell of himself. And like you said, Aaron Rodgers can elevate Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valdez Scanling, he can, Allison, he can make the, and yeah. Aaron yeah. Jones has looked pretty good, and that line has looked pretty good. So there's plenty of options that Devontae Adams as a decoy helps the Packers, but doesn't give your fantasy team this the number really one overall receiver. It's a really interesting talker because if you took Adams, you took him as a top four receiver. Yeah. And if you're concerned enough to shop him, what are you willing to accept back? Like a top 15 in receiver? A, top in a redraft? 10? Yes. Redraft, okay. yeah, yep. dynasty, and that obviously. and that yeah, puts you right. in yeah, the dynasty is a whole different thing. I mean, that I, I that puts that now. puts you in the like. Let's see, I'm trying to go through my my mental rolodex here because I don't have the, just the list of receivers up. I mean, you, I mean, you're accepting either of the Tampa receivers back. You're accepting, you know, obviously. I mean, <laughs> yeah. those guys are top, yes. top <laughs> yes, six, please. seven, right? I, I believe um, the kids say you smash the accept sma- button. Yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to find where's the Where's that sort of dividing point? You know, who are the guys where you're thinking about it and landing on yes? Oh, (laughs) no! (laughs) Come on now. I'll I'll call up a list of uh, of point leaders here, just because I think that that's a worthwhile it's a worthwhile consideration. Because Kenny Galladay, I I would accept Galladay. Adams was like wide receiver fifty three heading into last week, wasn't he? Right, but you drafted him, and I don't think that by they've had a, a pretty tough a start to the oh, yeah. to the season. So it's from a schedule standpoint. So I mean, if you if you get offered Galladay, I take that. Yep. Cooper Cup, I take I take Cooper Cup. Yep. I think, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe jump down to like receiver twenty. Cause well, I mean, it's interesting when you I, look at the to top. That buzzer. When you look at the top ten receivers, I mean, right now for fantasy. Uh, oh, I'm not sorted by. Let me sort by points. Sorry. Um, yeah, right now it's Alan, Alan Godwin, guru. Alan Godwin, Evans, Cup, Watkins, Julio, Lockett, Cooper, Ross, Shark, Thomas, Galladay. That's your list of top twelve. That got right, thirteen, fourteen, Char- and then Char- Devontae Adams Char- right Char- after a, that. A talker. I mean, would you, would you trade? Gosh. Would you sell low on? I don't Adams think I could do it. I mean, I don't think I got the ball. Yeah, to do I think that. we no. might have found the line. Yeah, but he's—I mean, he's—he's he's out above his skis right now. Um, I, Emmanuel Sanders. No, no, I don't think so. Tyrell Williams, Cortland Sutton. No. Tyrell Williams hurt now too. Yeah. All right. Well, so I, I mean, I guess you you kind of need to get kinda, a top ten. We yeah. kind of found that yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like got to be a Lockett or a Galladay or something like that. But okay. hopefully, you you drafted some depth at the receiver position, so you're looking to trade him, not straight up for a receiver. You're you're selling Maybe. him to a yeah. guy that's got Austin Hooper. There, there you mm-hmm. go. Or or some running back depth. You know. Okay. Uh, a few other stories just to get to here quickly. Uh, Christian Kirk's ankle injury. He could be sidelined for a while. He's sixth in the NFL in targets right now. This is a tough one because we no just scores, don't. But. Kirk got hurt at the very end of that game, yeah. so we don't know what they're going to do. Like, does Keyshawn Johnson go from the outside to the inside? Does Keyshawn stay outside and Andy Isabella comes in and gets a bunch of work? Like, mm. I'd love to. Andy Isabella is a guy that done nothing yet, but certainly could if, if we fans. knew. Let FBS and receiving yardage <laughs> yeah. last and, year. And right? I'm not scared of the Bengals' defense. No. Uh, I need the peaches and uh, cream here. We got is that right? Yeah. Castle Danger, peaches and cream. Shorty, thank you. Um, I'm still doing yeah, good, I, too. But you need I, the old one-eye or what is no, it No, I'm going to wait on the old one-eye. I'm still working on my motorboat here. So if you're, right. if you're throwing a dart at 
uh, a Cardinals receiver in place of Kirk, is it going to be Johnson or is it going to be Isabella? Mm, if you're in a PPR, mm. I mean, Isabella's intriguing. I think. Well, I think they're both intriguing. It's just Jack, I don't know yeah. who's going to move to the slot. I don't know who's going to take Kirk's spot. That's I, I don't I don't Isabella. either. I'd have to have to dig it. My guess would be Isabella. Just, so yeah, I just there's think no, there's no evidence, a twenty target great game for Larry Fitzgerald one, is, is about to happen. Uh, How okay. far up the list can Larry Fitzgerald move? With, <laughs> with Gaskowski done for the season uh, with the hip injury, are we uh, s- smashing the pickup button to get whoever the next Patriots kicker is? Even if it's Blair Walsh. By the time no. you're listening to this podcast, <clears throat> you'll probably know who that kicker Carly is. Carly Lloyd. Mike Nugent. Is it – who else was that? Was that I just – I that, that offense has here? been so darn proficient. I mean, it's all extra points so far. Yeah, true. <laughs> and, and their ske- – I mean – Talk about world's easiest schedule yeah. for the well, Patriots. Look at their division. Uh, well, right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's incredible. The it's Washington's not their division now. They go without Washington. Right. Just go with just two point going conversions. For two. I, 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 yeah, their their kicker is whoever it is that they sign is going to end up being a top probably twelve kicker from here on out the rest of the way. So I think whoever it is is in the streaming conversation. You can pick them up and Absolutely. ride it. Um, but I don't Just think watch you the ne- weather. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think you need to, like, spend uh, anything more than a dollar fab to get them and be willing to move on and take your Joey Slies of right. the world, you know. Agreed. Staying, staying with the Patriots end, does uh, Ben Watson's return do anything for you guys, either one of you? Meh. Maj, I know you're a Ben Watson guy. I'm a little. I actually am a little bit of a Ben Watson guy. It doesn't, uh, and it's not. It's just the tight ends, man. This, the like the number ten tight end right now is actually Zach Ertz. Uh, but uh, I mean, it's just there's not a lot out there. So, I if you are, you know, if you're desperate at that position, like you've missed out on Disley and Andrews and Hooper. I would be okay picking up Watson and Herndon right now, playing mm-hmm. Watson this week, seeing what happens. I think worst-case scenario for Herndon is once he's back a top-12 uh, yeah. tight end the rest and of the way just because of the way that offense is. His quarterback could be coming back this week too, Sam Darnold. Potentially. Uh, maybe coming <clears throat> back this week. Yeah, I, so I don't, like, I, don't, I don't have any huge high expectations, but if you tell me, you know, at the end of the year, Ben Watson from weeks 5 through 16 – finished as a top 12 tight end i'm not going to slap you in the face with a cucumber i'll take off my white glove maybe it'd be, it'd it'd be it, peaches this week <laughs> yeah no, he, last week was the cucumber this week it's the peach I, I mean i'm if i'm and the cream i'm prior i'm prioritizing herndon if i'm only picking one of those tight ends yeah he's getting but, picked up this week golden yeah. tate was should have been picked up last week he's pretty well owned now so we won't yeah. don't need to spend a lot of time on him that's no. that's it for our news guys that's Yay. a lot of news Fantasy Labs will tell you what to do with a lot of these guys, too, if you go to FantasyLabs.com when you're setting your DFS lineups this week. And, uh, you know, I've, I talked, you know, about some of the ancillary stuff they've got, too, last year a lot. And, like, the prop bets. Like, I, I did great on NFL prop bets last year, and they're, uh, I mean, they just keep on rolling this year, man. They're doing a great job with that stuff. So if uh, you're into that kind of thing, check that out. Uh, but certainly, and Tubi's got something to say. Well, you know what else Fantasy Labs helped me do? <clears throat> Set my NHL lineups for tonight, baby. Shocking. Puck is back. What the puck? I had no idea. Uh, Puck with a P. Yes, you're right. Uh, What is the code that people should use there? 10 off, right? 10 off. 10 off. So if you have not 
tried that yet over at fantasylabs.com, you get $10 off a trial, so that makes it like 5 bucks uh, to, to give that a shot. And, you know, like we've been saying all along, this isn't, you know, if you're playing 1 buck, 2 bucks a week or playing a free contest, that's, you know, nothing to see here. But if you're putting a, a handful of dollars down every week, uh, you know, whether it's on football, not baseball anymore, but hockey, basketball coming up it's uh it is absolutely worth your time and money to be checking out fantasy labs and let them help you uh be a better dfs player i may or may not be in double digit contest tonight wow this is a cry for help <laughs> this you've got a problem there's only 82 more to go <laughs> Uh, we're we're only gonna we'll limit our whatevers this week to just one since uh, why because they weren't actionable. <laughs> what do you got against? Why, why do you hate Valerie Bertinelli like that? God. We're gonna talk. Well, Phyllis Diller. We'll come back to her next week. Top okay. ten Phyllis Diller roles. No, I mean if you guys want, I mean I don't. I got nowhere to be. No, so. no, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You, you I think do, I got to pick up milk on the way home. You again. do whatever. Besides, huh? Cubs open twenty four hours. You guys go through time. a lot of milk. We. I mean, two kids, man. They yeah. eat cereal. That'll all happen. Freaking time. Um. So my the the one whatever we wanted to talk about this week, uh, and this wasn't mentioned in the news item, but because we're talking here, is the San Francisco backfield. So they're coming off their bye. Uh, we don't know nope. if Tevin Coleman's going to be back officially this week. They play Monday night, right? Do I have that right? So I think they that we're not going to actually know. They do against Cleveland Monday night day, football. You know, closer to oh. end of day Thursday. You know what it's trending towards with Tevin Coleman's return, but. Um, I, I'd like to get your guys' take on, or I mean, I can go first with my slew of notes here. But what you are you doing takes. now? I do. I have takes. I have takes. Well, I think we should give our takes, and then you can tell us why we're no, wrong. Just, I'm I'm <laughs> buying low on on Tevin Coleman. I, I was a Tevin familiar. Coleman guy coming into this. <laughs> I was, was going to say something. <laughs> it's a it's a comfort it's a zone for clock. us, really. Yeah. Turn back the clock. <laughs> Throwback uh, day. Yeah, I know this is going to be wrong, but here's what I think. <laughs> No, I, I was into Tevin Coleman coming into the season. I thought the yeah, uh, the relationship with Shanahan, and uh, I think I'm not banking on him playing this week, so I'm not putting okay. him into a lineup, but I'm buying low on him and thinking he's going to be the most fantasy valuable the rest of the way. That's my thought. My, Bo? You can yeah, tell me why I'm wrong. I, I would no, agree. I, I, I would agree with, with that. I think Matt Breda still has got decent value as a flex guy. <laughs> I think Jeff Wilson Jr., Mr. Touchdown dependent. He's had four touchdowns, four touchdowns over his last two games. I think he might be deactivated Maybe. the second Tevin Coleman yeah, comes back. True. So, uh, so don't, I, I think don't drop Sony Michelle for, for Jeff Wilson? <laughs> no. Yeah, probably okay. not. Raheem Mostart. Raheem Mostart, no longer a must-start. Um, hey, nice. I think he's kind of on the outside looking. I think it's mostly uh, Coleman and Breda, but... I don't know. Do you do you have in your yeah I'm voluminous give, give notes there? Do you have a uh, Mostert as a well? I'm with you the on clear on number one the, here. No, I'm with you on oh. the the sort of order of guys and and the little you said just sort of where they kind of fall. I'm kind of with you. I, I guess we'll start there. Like you know, I'm looking at at Tevin Coleman for when he returns and then the rest of the way, assuming everyone's healthy. Uh, him as the sort of a running back two flex type, whereas Breed is more like flex bench ish, and then. Mostert mm-hmm. is like bench or free agent, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, and Wilson obviously free agent in that c- scenario. But you know, we we didn't see much of Coleman week one before he got hurt, so we can only guess what it would have been. But from what we saw, Tevin Coleman was the one A, and Breed was going to be the one B. Mm-hmm. Now Kyle Uzcheck, the fullback there, has technically <laughs> led the backfield in snaps each of the first three weeks. So we're not going to count him. 
you know, in this. I mean, he's got his role and he's doing his thing. He's got and, one carry. Yeah, he's going to be appearing in a 50-50 lineup before the end of the <laughs> you season. Probably Trust will. me on that. Probably will. So, I mean, we look at week – so then we look at week two. Raheem Mostert actually led uh, week two in, in snap share. Breida was week three. But, you know, Wilson was the goal line back after being an active week one in these. And, you know, overall, when you look at the, the, um, the non-use check backs – They've all three backs in every game have hit at least twenty one percent snap rate, and none of them is top forty seven percent. So nobody's none of these backs are playing even half the snaps, but they're all getting over twenty percent. So it's not this you know not in the greatest neighborhood, which is why we're talking running back to flex territory. So we now. need more injuries here. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, but I mean it's the the trend when you look at it, and it's I mean how much of a trend in a short sample size like this? But um, one backs in that forty one to forty percent of snaps, and that's where we think Coleman's going to be. The second one's in that like twenty nine thirty percent range. That's where we think Breed is going to be, and a third one's going to be you know in that twenty one twenty seven percent, and Mostert's going to be there. Now, mm-hmm. um, this uh, Kyle Shanahan said you know this is a couple days ago. Um, you know, talking about Jeff Wilson, he's been more, you know, he's been more of their north and south downhill runner. I think Tevin's very similar to that also, and think at times Raheem and, and Breida can do that. We're willing to use all of them. But basically what he's say, saying here is, and he said this to NBC Sports, called Coleman the starter and short yardage back. Well, Jeff Wilson was the short yardage back, mm-hmm. not the starter. So basically he's saying Wilson's getting deactivated. Yep. Coleman's going to be the starter and the short yardage back. That role in and of itself, if nothing else changes from all that data that I just spewed out there, that's a running back too. Works for and, me. I'm and, on board. And, and so, you know, whether you held on to, uh, you know, Coleman yourself, I think you can, you know, sort of rest assured he's going to be useful. If you if somebody else did, but they're getting antsy, and especially if Coleman doesn't come back this week, Suvi, I'm I I think this is a, a buy opportunity. Frankly, because this is a three and O team that's uh, you know playing pretty well, uh, and it, they've generated a lot of offense specifically out of their running backs, um, you know, and so I do think that there there is something here, uh, and obviously if he's out on waivers right now, go get him now and stash him. But um, yeah, does that feel right? Running back to Tevin Coleman as soon as he's healthy and playing. So if, if yes. they say he's back yeah. this week, are you you're using him? You know, you're, yes, you yes. would rank him top twenty four ish. Okay, yes. yes, cool. Well, look at that. Nobody's got to disagree. Wow. We're all friends here. Agree to agree. <laughs> it's a great that? segment. <laughs> <laughs> the new non debate show. <laughs> agree to agree. That's Jail how you peers. don't debate. Right there. <laughs> Nice. All right. Very good. So we'll uh, we'll save the more evergreen uh, whatever's for for next week because we gotta get to Barbara Streisand. Was that? A- <laughs> no? yes. She's yeah. Yes. She'll definitely be on next week's show. All right. Let's talk fifty fifty. These guys are owned in fifty percent or less of fantasy leagues. Next, John, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high value acquisitions or not worth the risk. Sixty percent of the time, it works. Every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. Uh, Well, you know, before we get into this, I do think we should talk uh, a little fantasy draft, too, because while Tuvi's uh, working on his motorboats, I don't know what I'm going to do if I win the... Maybe I'll buy a motorboat, too. New code. New code. There is a new code. Yeah, we we, we should should note that. If you have not um, taken advantage of the seven-day free trial uh, of rake-free fantasy 
uh, daily fantasy sports over at Fantasy Draft. Now is the time to do it. It's a new code, FF Party. It used to be FFP. That ain't going to work no more. FF Party. you got to spell out party now. So FF Party. I'm going to blame Rex, Rex Ryan for that because when we went looking about for feet. FF Party, FFP stuff, we ran into some we Rex oh, Ryan. Oh, yeah. What was foot, it? The foot fetish, fetish party? Something. It was foot fetish party. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding him personally responsible. You know, he's fine with it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm sure he is. But uh, yeah, fan, you know he's got no soul. Tuvi was talking about he's got his hockey lineups right. Uh, oh baby, going in fantasy. They, and they got a free roll. So. Well, it's too late now. Yeah, they he, had by a the free time. Roll. Oh, it was a great free roll. You guys missed it. <laughs> but there'll be plenty. Like I said, eighty-two more of these, baby. But yeah, we're we're still loving playing over on fantasy draft. I mean, not only with the rake free, uh, whether you're playing cash games or tournaments. Uh, I absolutely love that. And, of course, they still, for football, they've got my favorite roster construction with those two flex spots, man. You can you can uh, come up with all kinds of cool They got that cool for lineups. hockey, too, by the way. Yeah, just, that's just nice. Just telling you. That is nice. So make sure you're checking out Fantasy Draft using that code FFPARTY for a seven-day free trial of rake-free fantasy sport daily. Fantasy sports, you shall love it. All right, uh, this week's 50-50, same, same, well, let's talk about last week's 50-50, actually, because we were good again. We were really, yeah, we had a lot of hits. Uh, I mean, I'm trying, I'm looking through the list. We shouldn't probably read all of them, but what are the most, like, surprising ones? Like, Noah Fant came through with the touchdown. Marcus Mariota, three touchdown passes. That was a good one. Ronald Jones, who's now uh, Pro Football Focus's number one graded running back ahead of Christian McCaffrey and Delvin Cook. <laughs> well, of course he is. Yeah. I mean, even Eric Ebron, despite looking like he has no hands, sitting there with his oven mitts. Three, three drops, one catch, one touchdown. Yeah. Put a seal out there and catch more footballs. <laughs> uh, Darrell Williams obviously had that great game, Matt too. Matt Stafford. Matt's, Matty. That was a nice one. Matty Nice. Um, and then uh, we had a couple busts in there. Rex Burkhead. Uh, Eifer was okay. Trey Quinn should have had a huge day. How yeah. many times was he missed on deep balls? Three? Ugh. Where he had like five yards on his guy? Dude should have had like I don't want to point any fingers at Dwayne Hoskins. So, uh, so, or Haskins. So I, I won't blame him personally. Oh, it was awful. Costing me all of my DFS. But yeah, him, the point. him and Odell Beckham kept me from winning all of my cash games last week. I had uh, a great lineup besides those guys. <laughs> um. <clears throat> all right. So this week, who had first pick? Two of I think, I, think I did. Pick. Yeah. Why don't you start? I think I started my uh, my twin tight end my uh, formation with the. But we'll start at the quarterback spot, yeah, and I I stole Bowie's thunder. I went with the uh, the only quarterback in the NFL with multiple touchdown tosses in every game this year. Of course, I'm talking about Jacoby Brissett. Soft who, J. Soft ya- Jacoby Brissett. You who uh, gets the Chiefs this week. This is a theory I used on Matthew Stafford last week, that you're going to need to score points to keep up with the Chiefs. He's $11,300 on Fantasy Draft. He's only the Fantasy Labs value quarterback number 19, but uh, he's my QB1 this week. (laughs) He's number one in your heart. How about you, Bo? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, number one in a lot of people's hearts. Mm -hmm. Jimmy GQ. Jimmy GQ uh, playing a Monday night against uh, Cleveland after... Having the week off, resting, getting Tevin Coleman back. Browns are allowing two touchdown passes per game. Jimmy Garoppolo's completing 69% of his passes this year. Jimmy G's available still in two-thirds of Fantasy Leagues on ESPN. He'll cost you 10900 on Fantasy Draft, which is a decent value, according to Fantasy Labs this week, for their cash game model. Gave him a 62.01 rating. So, uh, Jimmy G... 
on Monday night, the Monday night hammer for me this week. Well, I personally picked uh, Andy Dalton versus Arizona. Personally picked. Uh, 10500 on Fantasy Draft. Fantasy Labs has that as the quarterback nine value. Arizona's allowing the third most points to the position. It's shocking it's not the second, but uh, third most. Uh, I, hey, we said Dalton's Dalton's not been good. The line's been really bad. I mean, Dalton, without A.J. Green's, never pretty. But he's thrown at least 36 passes in every game. This Zach Taylor offense is going to throw the football. Um, and Arizona's not going to guard him. So uh, this, <laughs> might, this might work Put out. Two and two together <laughs> and you might get five. Yeah. Running backs. Well, let's keep stacking those Colts in that Chiefs game. Uh, going with Naeem Hines, $9,000 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, value running back 32 on Fantasy Labs. Banking on the game script here. He's had six catches last week. He's had 16 of Indy's 24 running back targets this season. With a little uh, kicker maybe if uh, Marlon Mack doesn't go. I wouldn't think that Hines slides into a ton of carries. It's probably more of a uh, Wilkins, Jordan Wilkins mm-hmm. role. But uh, yep. Plenty of opportunity for Hines. I'm also going back to that uh, Arizona game with uh, Giovanni Bernard. Uh, he's got some value as a receiver. It's a plus matchup. He's dirt cheap, $7,800 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, it's value running back 28 on Fantasy Labs. And uh, every carry they give to Joe Mixon behind that banged-up offensive line is one more chance that he limps off the field <laughs> and Giovanni Bernard falls into a few more touches. Before he also limps off the field. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, why not? All right, Bo. Um, at running backs, uh, Jalen Samuels, guy we've already touched on already pretty extensively. He's the number 11 running back value on Fantasy Labs uh, cash game models of Fantasy Draft this week. Uh, they got a 68.65 rating on him, only $7,700 on Fantasy Draft. So I think he's a That's like decent, toaster range. Yeah, you get a, a toaster with decent that. Decent TFS uh, value for you this week. Uh, and with James Conner's ankle, even if Conner suits up and starts to play a little, he might uh, limp off at some some point. So uh, Jalen Samuels, like him this week. And then Rex Burkhead's my other guy. Another guy that uh, Fantasy Labs kind of likes this week, not as much as they like Samuels. But this is purely a, this is a game script play. And we got the Patriots going against uh, a Redskins team that is probably not, moments away from firing their head coach. Who, <laughs> they're not good. Who just said on Wednesday they don't really have a plan at quarterback for this week. So it's <laughs> Quarterback? It's no. Not look. I mean. New England's schedule, like you just said, <laughs> how could it get any easier? It's re- it's honestly. This is going to be another game where Tom Brady doesn't even have to throw the ball. You just turn around, hand off to Burkhead, and maybe Sony, Sony Michelle. Michelle. Just work in a Sony Michelle, please. That's Whoever else I'm not standing behind him. That's all it. Right. <clears throat> My running backs. I should just say pass. Honestly, um, now Daryl Williams, and this is like right now the the fantasy labs model does not have Damian Williams in it playing. Um, so if he comes back, all but of they this love is Darryl. moot. Well, he's there actually running back to yeah. Fantasy Labs model. Well, he's under $7,000. He's a very nice $6,900 uh, going against very Indy. Nice. He, he outsnapped McCoy 34-32 to 32 last week, got two goal line uh, conversions, averaging 13 opportunities, so carries plus targets in the last two games. And Indianapolis funnels targets to running backs and tight ends, so... You know, we talked about this earlier. If you've got a if you've got a Kansas City running back, play them. But um, with uh, with Williams with, with Darrell Williams, that becomes a little more difficult with uh, McCoy and uh, Damian. Skip, you gotta go that way, buddy. There you go. Just directing Skip to the bar. Darryl, He'll find it. Is Darrell? Is there a chance he stays their goal <laughs> line back? 
just to keep Honestly, the pounding off not. of Damian and, and Shady? It's not out of the question, but that makes starting the Chiefs kind of, running back. That just kind of occurred to me, that that's a possibility. I'm sure. I mean, McCoy's been there, done that in the past. He knows how to do it. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just occurred to me that that is a possibility. He could get, be the new Jeff and I, Wilson. And I, and I hear the Chiefs get inside the red zone every once in a while. They it's, will do it's that. It's been known to happen. My other running backs, Adrian Peterson versus New England, and really, don't do not do this, but 7,300 <laughs> uh, bucks on fan, Fantasy Labs running back, 55 value. That's a great value. No, I mean, game flows, here's the thing. With Peterson and Washington in general, the game flows never in their favor, but he still has double-digit carries in his three-game sans guys, so he's getting work. Um, really, you're just banking on New England getting bored in this one. Uh, <laughs> and Washington also wanting to run out the clock. Right, right. <laughs> How quick can we I, get this game this yeah, over? I mean, New England's yet to allow a running back touchdown this year, and only one running back, Frank Gore, this last week has topped 10 fantasy points. And you just Are you got sure you don't want to repick this? Well, this it's like I mean, yeah. there's nothing out. There. There's nothing. There's, it's bad. It's, again, these are guys that are owning less than fifty percent of 50%, fantasy yeah, leagues on yeah. ESPN. So there's I, Adrian Peterson. We, we took the running backs already. That were already. <laughs> yeah. Adrian Peterson will get between seven and nine points this week. Okay. So if that is going to help your yeah. lineup, if that's better than a zero you were otherwise <laughs> it taking, is. then it was my understanding there means. would be no math, but seven and nine <laughs> yeah. are both better than zero. Right. Okay. There you go. All right, Tubi, wide receivers. These at, guys are way better. At wide receiver, I'm going to trot out one of my favorite quotes from the criminally underappreciated Fletch Lives. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Something that at first seems extremely stupid. I am going with both Tennessee Titans wide receivers because that passing wow. game, wow, it's just, no. Well, I am going with both receivers. That <laughs> passing game is, is not pretty, but you've that got Corey sense. Davis, uh, $8,200 on Fantasy Draft. He's a wide receiver value 46 on Fantasy Labs. And A.J. Brown, just $100 more, 8300 on Fantasy Draft. Both guys were over 90 yards and scored. Brown twice last week against Atlanta. In the first quarter. And they get it's so good. They get the bills. <laughs> Uh, a top three fantasy pass defense because yeah, they've shut good. down the Jets, the Patriots. Giants. And the Patriots. The Patriots, well, except James White, and the Bengals, Sands Green. So, I so you're think, saying their numbers are inflated a I little think bit. they're a tad inflated. Uh, and, they look pretty good against know, Patriots. Marcus Mariota, I'm not banking on three TDs. But, I think uh, they're really gosh good, darn and it, they just so happen to play some bad teams. The 180-something passing yards that Mariota throws, I've got most of it. Whatever <laughs> doesn't, doesn't go to the tight end covered with Corey Davis and AJ. Do you, would you say I mean, Fletch lives criminally unappreciated? Yes. I watched something about Mary last weekend for the first time in maybe five years. My goodness, is that a good movie. Oh, yeah. I don't disagree. It's, man. That needs to be bad. That needs to be in the like annual rotation, not the like every ten years. It's, rotation. it's on the list of movies that I saw in the theater where I actually laughed out loud in the movie yeah, theater. Yeah, like, I, legit yeah, legit laughed hard out loud. Yeah, I the the only one I'd say I had more of an emotional reaction to in the theater was Dumb and Dumber. I actually mm. cried in Dumb and Dumber. I was laughing so hard out loud. I cried at Meet Joe Black too, but we talked about that because I had to go it's to the bathroom. Yeah. And it was like a three and a half hour movie, and <laughs> yeah. my bladder almost exploded. All right, Bo. Well, here's your segue. Should I keep talking about movies? Or, <laughs> wide receivers. Or, or wide, oh, wide, wide receivers, yes. <laughs> I've got three of them uh, this week. We've already talked about two of them, Geronimo Allison and Deontay Johnson. We like them both a lot. Uh, Deontay Johnson in particular on Fantasy Labs. Uh, they have him at uh, 71.98, which, which is a very good value. There. Mm-hmm. He's only $8,000 
on uh, Fantasy Draft this week. Um, still unowned in nearly 90% of Fantasy Leagues. and It's worthwhile, Ed. That doesn't abs- make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Geronimo Allison uh, will be picking up some of the slack, especially if Devontae Adams does not play this week. Um, and then Nelson Aguilar is my other guy, guy that we didn't mention earlier. Deshaun Jackson could be sidelined again this week. Yeah, so if that. he is, then uh, Aguilar is going to be relevant again, uh, though not a great value or a great matchup. Um, other than that, Jets. fantastic. <laughs> um, but <laughs> from Titans wide receiver guy over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've yeah, I'm going to Billy Joe glass houses, and I got a bunch of rocks right here. Allison, Aguilar, Deontay Johnson. I right. like two of those guys. <laughs> All right, and there's three more that I personally selected. Philip Dorsett at Washington at 9,700. Actually, not You're much really of a value. Personally invested in this I team. was. Uh, Fantasy Labs, not a fan of this pick at 9,700. Um, I am. I like him. I yeah, and and that's I mean that's DFS. I mean that's. I honestly of. thought it was Tony Dorsett. No, so he's I'm not confused. a great play this week. Washington's allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, eight wide receivers with nine or more points through four weeks already against them. Uh, Buffalo did shut down Dorsett, but he he's had 16 targets in the two games since Antonio Brown left, and three touchdowns in four games overall. So um, I'm he's picking no up Stephon Diggs. I'm picking up what he's putting down. Mohamed Sanu at Houston. So Sanu is now in his fifth straight week of being on a 50-50 team. He's going to win the <laughs> award this year. Uh, and it's actually worked out, you know, frankly. Uh, 8,300 wide receiver, 25 in terms of value over Fantasy Labs. His targets per route run has actually increased every single week. Uh, that bubble is going to burst eventually, probably this week now that he's on my team. But he's got a minimum of six targets per game and set a season high with 12 last week. Houston has allowed the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers. Cole Beasley at Tennessee is one I mentioned a little earlier. Wow, 8,800. You could have had uh, Alton Tate there. Right I, sh- I should have. Really. I don't know why you didn't. Um, I, you know, if I would have been more personally invested, <laughs> I might have. Uh, <laughs> should have been paying it's attention. It's a PPR floor play here. Um, really, 23 targets in his last two games. That's that's nuts. Uh, nine or more targets in three of uh, four this season. Tennessee, they've allowed the 10th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So kind of a bummer there. Uh, so a little bit of a floor play. But I, I would, if uh, if Josh Allen's going, I'm fine with Cole Beasley. And now I still want Auden Tate. So. Auden Tate, a little bit over Colby. <laughs> <laughs> tight ends. Well, uh, I, I've i got twice as many tight ends as these guys. As many as those two put together. Time, I'm going with uh, the first overall pick was Tyler Eifert, $6,400. They're giving away a toaster with every Tyler Eifert on Fantasy Draft. But it's got a hurt knee. Yeah, but he's the always toaster hurt. and Tyler Eifert. No team gives up more fantasy points to tight ends than Arizona. Roughly 15 yards per game more than any other team. Twice the number of tight end touchdowns. Uh, Eifert's still mostly healthy. His uh, head yeah, is still on his torso. And uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Isn't that the... Somebody should fix him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he needs no, to see a doctor. The head's still on the head's attached <laughs> like the neck. To come on. Neck. Well, the neck. Okay, come the neck. On, yeah. If it's on the neck, everything's fine. If it's on the torso, we're going to well, have issues. I mean, generally, <laughs> it's not um, removed. Man, you guys are harsh. Uh, I, I wouldn't take any anatomy lessons from a guy who just said, point. 
who said toasters have knees. Oh, that's so, fair. Just well, a moment ago. My toaster's solid. really old. And so just, just to throw it back at Maj, I'm going to take Eric Ebron yet again. $8,000 on fantasy draft. He's got knees for hands. He's on pace. <laughs> he does. Well, that's, can't argue with that. But uh, all it takes is one touchdown. He's on pace for an eight-touchdown season. He's had 47 or more yards each of the last two weeks. And the Colts may be without Ty Hilton and need to score Ty points Hilton. against the Chiefs. All right, Bo. Paris Hilton. <laughs> um, it's, oh, man, it's, it's been a long day for all of us, it's guys. It's three-name tight end season again, so uh, Ricky Seals-Jones is going to be my tight end. He's the David and Joker replacement who quietly caught all three of his targets for 82 yards and a touchdown last week. They conveniently just didn't guard him all hey, game. You know what? <laughs> Hey, I'm fine with that. Hey, if they do that again <laughs> this week. If they do that again on Monday night, he'll be part shape, of my yeah. Monday night hammer package. I'm going to have a Jimmy. <laughs> Stay away from Bo's house. I guess so. I'll be Jimmy definitely Garoppolo and Taco Ricky John Seals that night. Jones. What did I just do? <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> Ricky Seals Jones. <sighs> I don't All know right, that I can go. I'm crying. Um Ricky Seals Jones. Who picked your tight end? Is available in ninety eight percent of ESPN leagues. Probably should be, but yeah, not fair. after this week. Uh, Jordan Akins is mine going against Atlanta, sixty three hundred. Despite being so inexpensive, he's Fantasy Labs forty seventh value tight end. So not a great uh, DFS I like play. Him. Yeah. He's okay. Um, Atlanta's uh, allowed the ninth fewest points to tight ends this year, but Keanu Neal being done for the year is definitely going to hurt that rating. Uh, over the long term, he's got nine targets his last two games, and he's obviously not among the players opposing defenses are accounting for in that Houston <laughs> do offense. Have, do we have to change this to sixty forty <laughs> or seventy thirty? <laughs> hey, there's bye weeks. All these guys weeks. are like, yeah, I wouldn't take this guy, but it's the only one I could find. I'd well, go with thirty-one, whatever the math is. You know, it, we were talking. We were, we were talking. Turn back the clock earlier, and I think the the totals in your in your turn back the clock days. How many players in total would be chosen? Like ten. Yeah, Wait, guys, you're nine, you're, nine, three each. So I mean, what are we? We're, we've got three nine times per three is nine. I yeah. see Bo doing the math. Yeah. He's got a shoe off. So we've we we've, count. we've got a lot more uh, players we're going after here, but it honestly that serves more more. Overall fantasy players, right. we're doing a service. You don't know. Right Look at you, the Nuggets we found like last week. Yeah. We, we were like, you're right. The last two weeks, we were 12. really, really good here. Yeah. And so do like we did. Awesome. Honestly, and it's like we're saying, these are guys that were, we are in fact throwing some darts here, but they're at least educated guesses, and we're following up with they're the, guide, the reasons like why. Guided so, darts, like yeah. lawn darts. <laughs> why did that go away? What a great game. That was a great game. <laughs> Um, Kicker defense. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going with Jake Elliott against the Jets. I trust that Philly offense to put up some points um, against the Jets. And my defense, let's go back to the desert. Actually, it's Cincinnati, but they're playing the Cardinals. $4,900 on fantasy. You get a toaster and a, a washer machine. Narrator, no, you don't. Um, <laughs> they're fantasy value 10 on fantasy labs. The Cardinals lead the league in sacks allowed. And I rumor rumor has it that Kyler Murray has been sacked more in the first four games than I believe there's like Archie Manning and and David Carr were the wow. only two other guys sacked more Yikes. in their first four games. Yeah, he's learning that he's not faster than everybody at the pro level the way he was in college. I can confirm that from from this thing yeah. that I printed out right here that I couldn't yeah. find earlier. 
Hmm. It is, in fact, David Carr and Archie Manning. Was that USA Today that had Archie Man- the Arch Manning uh, profile, the freshman quarterback right now, high school freshman quarterback, oh, Cooper's oldest son? Yeah. Who's apparently better yes, the, than the Eli second and coming. Peyton were at, yeah. at his age? Yeah, we Can should. I draft him in Dynasty now? You should. I think, <laughs> I think you should. You should. Uh, kicker and defense for now, though. Uh, Joey slides my kicker again because people just refuse to pick up the guy who's uh, tied for the league lead in scoring. There's your yeah, guy. Just do if, it. If you spent that way too early pick on Guskowski yeah. yeah. and Joey Sly's still sitting there. Yep. 39 points is 4-5 from beyond 50. And what's not to He's got guns. What's not to love here? I'm so, what? He has guns? He has guns. Oh, sun's well, out, guns out. Okay. He's in, he's he's in Carolina. Yeah, that's I was going to say. Concealed carry state, I believe. <laughs> I, I don't think any of us are sure of that. No idea. <laughs> Narrator. They got, they got no clue. About anything. <laughs> I'm going back to the well with the Giants defense, who I didn't go with in 50-50, but I made some money with him in DFS last nice week. Nice work. Four interceptions and a touchdown yeah. last week. Against nice. That was Washington Redskins, and this week they get a former Washington Redskins quarterback to play against Kirk Cousins. What could go wrong for Kirk? No, nothing. Mm, everything. everything. He only two of the ten passes he throws. Are Giants defense available in ninety nine percent of yeah. ESPN leagues, I and will, they're free on fantasy. I will wrap it toaster. up. Jason Myers going against the Rams. Mike Kicker. Seattle is at home and has the fifth highest implied point total. Was that a Halloween reference? There? Yeah, nice. That's Thank perfect. You. It's on his playlist. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Spotify. I I did not wear Spotify? my Michael Myers socks today. I've got my Gumby socks on. Uh, and then Panthers defense going against Jacksonville. Um, 5,000 on Fantasy Draft, the uh, uh, number 10 value. That's more like a blender than a toaster. I think 5,000. Wait, Um, you're wearing Gumby socks? I am, yeah. Uh, I'm Gumby, damn it. (laughs) The, uh, the... You know, if I had a quarter for every time I said, uh, I'll take the old one eye, that's that's what I'd like right there, please. (laughs) I don't... I think he, all right. Turn yeah. his mic off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll turn all of our mics off real soon, we promise. Uh, Panthers defense going against Jacksonville. Uh, the Jags really haven't been turning the ball over much. Uh, Gardner Minshew's been taking care of business. But uh, they have allowed nine sacks the last three weeks. Uh, losing uh, Pro Bowl defensive tackle Kawan Short to uh, injury reserve certainly hurts this defensive unit. But they have scored the sixth most uh, DSC points this year. So uh, we'll give them a go here. Uh, Scott. You guys have a question? We should, yeah. I mean, you might want to ask the bartender at this point. But while yes. we're passing the, the mic over yeah. to him, I want to you know, clarify that I'm ordering the inside old one-eye blonde should, yes. beverage. There is nothing of a sexual nature, I assure you. Okay, now that we've got that uh, out of the way. Oh, we're passing. You guys are both giving up. Bo and Tubi have both passed. Oh, no, all right. Tubi's going to hang on to his. All I right. Skip. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Appreciate hey, welcome. Time. Uh, I got a couple questions. One, probably the easier one, would you go with Jameis Winston or Jacoby Brissett this week? Mm. Hmm. Is Jameis at home? Jameis or Jacoby? I, uh, gosh. What, what, is, what, is your source, what do New sources Orleans. say? Jameis is at New Orleans. That yeah, is correct. road game Jacoby for Jameis is at, at Although he's, City. he's close to a place where he, he could get shrimp without really too much difficulty. And he just or crab or, just or, or whatever seafood. Yeah, I was going to say he was on the road last week. Uh, I... Because because of the lack of Ty Hilton, I'm a, I'm a little more standoffish on Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Jameis is 
it was supposed to be a tough matchup last week against the Rams. Jameis is that quarterback that you just – he's the Sony Michelle of quarterbacks. <laughs> you have to play him because you don't know when it's just going to – he's going to go nuts. So what do you need? Do you need a home run or are you looking for, you know, a single? You're looking for somebody to, to manage the game for you. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I'll analyze my opponent. Yeah, it, I would check if if your match if you're playing a stacked offense, I think you throw Winston in there and hope for the the fifty point game. I'm pretty sure that, I'm playing the first place team. Yeah, so he's probably then, a then he's good yeah. he's got the upside. But you know, as you know, as a Winston owner, there's also a chance that he throws four picks and you know he's. <laughs> In, wearing a baseball then, cap then by halftime. Yeah, so. then, then you just know that the Mike Evans Oops. and Chris Godwin owners are drinking right there with you. <laughs> there you go. So the second question is, in Dynasty Leagues, if you're sitting at 4-0 or 3-1, should you be making Bragging on a now? podcast? Well, there's oh, that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hypothetically speaking. Let's you, just say I know this guy <laughs> yeah. named Chip. Bruton, <laughs> or something like that. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> Go on. Would, <laughs> would you would you make the move now to try and win now, or would you wait it out a couple more weeks to see how things go before you start selling 2020 picks to to win the league this year? Flags fly forever, man. I go for it. I I agree. Yeah, I I'm all, I'm. Bo one of, one of the earlier guys to push the chips all in. So hasn't always worked out like the year I thought I needed a well, quarterback and drafted Jake Cutler, but I'm no, not well, going to let hey, that scare me. Honestly, that is a, that is a, um, one of the reasons why, because draft picks can be anything. The mystery True. box, you know, a boat's a boat, but a mystery box can be anything. You can even be a boat. I just dropped my number one and number two <laughs> draft picks. Justice Hill. Hey, I felt really good about Justice Hill as a first-round pick. Didn't work out. Felt good about A.J. Brown as a second-round pick. Didn't work out. Didn't want to drop him. But you don't know what that's going to turn into. And if you're getting something that you know is going to help you now and you're already a championship contender, do it. Absolutely. Do it. Bring it on. I I want to say that this blonde is tasty. And, again, I'm talking about the beer. Yes. Scott, you got anything you want to ask? Scott's got nothing. All right. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Scott's dynasty team evidently not (laughs) 4-0 or (laughs) 3-1. As our, our good friend Chip Bruton's team is. Oh, man. If you guys made it this long, we love you so, so much. Thank you for uh, I've got a bunch in. of first-place teams. Want to hear about them? No. no okay. Um, we're good. We're good. Nice job, though. Eric Ebron. Congratulations. Uh, thank you all for uh, tuning in to this uh, very long version of the Week 5. What's, what's our tagline? Come on, guys. Embrace it. Embrace yeah, it. Yeah, Bo, what's the tagline? The fantasy football party always oh, longer, longer than, than you thought, thought it would be. be. Yes, cheers to that. All right, good luck, everybody, in Week 5. We'll catch you here at JL Beer, 730 next Wednesday. We'll talk Week 6. In the meantime, good luck.